Welcome everyone, it is 3 p.m. and it's time for the Server Room Show. This is episode 34. I would like to say uh, quickly first that this episode is pre-recorded and um, as some good news, it looks like that very soon uh, this Server Room Show you will be able to uh, catch on uh, or listen to on another uh, radio uh, station uh, as well, not just on Anon Radio uh, Station. Uh, hopefully, uh, very soon, it will be um, dual streaming to Tilde Radio as well, and also uh, they will uh, Tilde Radio will uh, do some reruns of um, previous uh, episodes of the Server Room Show. So I would like to welcome uh, the Tilde Radio uh, community as well. And uh, the the more we are, the, the better it is, the more the merrier. So it's good to see that this uh, little project, so to say, it's uh, getting a, a wider audience with uh, the inclusion of uh, Tilde Radio. So today's uh, topic. I really hope I am going to be able to fit into one uh, episode. If not, I will have to break it into two. It's about uh, emulation of Forgotten Realms. I will mention a couple of uh, software for uh, emulation of different uh, systems or architectures. I didn't really talk about uh, these uh, applications uh, this much in detail before. Uh, the only thing that I did include uh, a lot of links and uh, and even uh, screenshots in the show notes because as uh, I will I will touch on uh, more than one, it would be pretty impossible to try to uh, show them live uh, as part of the videocast when uh, when we are discussing it because there are just uh, many to to mention so for that reason i did uh, leave uh, in the links um, youtube videos or tutorials how to set something uh, some of the things up and running and there are some good uh, tutorials and uh, links for diving uh, deeper into this uh, this rabbit hole so the first one I want to mention is uh, is uh, two applications actually, uh, PCM and 86box. Uh, 86box is actually uh, forked from uh, PCM. They are uh, similar in in things and different in in another. What both of them does is being a low level uh, PC emulator to emulate a whole computer from an early one. Uh, as early as an 8080 uh, American Megatrends uh, XT clone up to a, a Socket 7 Pentium from 1995. It also emulates some uh, graphics and sound cards as well and uh, also uh, can emulate some interesting uh, uh, models. The ones I, 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 I'm more fascinated with uh, to mention uh, from those lists, uh, mainly the IBM PS1 and uh, PS2 models. I left, uh, as I mentioned, links uh, uh, in the show notes where you can even find uh, the list of currently emulated systems. 
to achieve all this, uh, you need to use the corresponding ROM files for emulated systems, uh, the BIOS ROMs and the uh, ROMs for peripherals like graphic cards and uh, sound cards and whatnot. And uh, I also left a link uh, in the show notes for those. Uh, you can use them. Uh, there is one for a PCM and one for 86 uh, box. They use uh, somehow different, uh, a bit, a bit different in the in the ROM folder structure. So you can just download these and uh, and use as they are not provided on their website. While not everything and uh, every combination uh, works or will work 100% and uh, and without certain flaws, it's uh, it's quite a way around and perfectly usable emulator. Uh, when it, when you need to emulate a whole uh, system or a computer, sometimes maybe you need to fine tune and change some settings or choose another combination of uh, hardware components, which best suits uh, your intended uh, software or operating system you you wish to use um, with the, with the emulated uh, computer. And um, once in a while, it can be that uh, that piece of software you wish to run on this emulated computer, uh, for example, under uh, MS-DOS 3.21, uh, just don't play 100% well with uh, the, this kind of emulation itself. It can happen. So, but uh, most importantly, we are talking about. Uh, uh, free and uh, open source um, software so for being free and uh, not costing you a cent it's definitely um, it's definitely nice and uh, pretty usable and you can spend hours and hours putting together your, your dream machine and configuration um, with, the, with the software you hunted down on those abandonware uh, links. I, I, I left a link for one of the biggest one, WinWord uh, library. So you can uh, feel like it's the 80s and 90s again. And uh, honestly, uh, looking at the, the prices of real hardware from that era, which are still around and, uh, and you can purchase in sites like eBay and uh, and Craigslist or or whatnot, if you are able to find a good and working model of the hardware of your choice, not even mentioning the those very um, special ones like the IBM PS2s or or like a branded uh, computer from that era of the XT or 286 or 386. Uh, even 486 ones, like a, a proper Dell or, or a real original compact machine. Uh, I'm not saying about the clones. Uh, definitely those branded machines are really going for a, for a high premium, even here in, uh, in, 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 in Spain or in, in Europe in general. So compared to that, uh, this emulation or this option of uh, emulating it with the uh, with the hit and miss and uh, and uh, and the success it can it can emulate it with it's definitely a cheaper option uh, in this sense to 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 get your feet wet so so to say and if you more serious about it then of course uh, by all means if you can uh, afford and if you can grab some of those uh, hardware. Um, you you definitely have to have to go for it, but mm, keep in mind that uh, some of those 
hardware which were uh, peculiar or uh, special so to say in the kind of add-on cards or, or or the system itself that like the IBM PS2s which were not really following um, the rest of the stand, rest of the computers, or, or didn't follow the uh, in in the steps of those uh, footsteps of the standards of the of that era, it can be uh, quite hard to find uh, the proper uh, add-on card or, or or bits and pieces, and uh, by being unique, you can uh, you can see that it it can drive the price to 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 incredible amounts of, of money uh, personally uh, when I uh, got acquainted with the PCM and 86 box all I wanted to do is to run uh, uh, AIX 1.3 which uh, did exist back in the day uh, for IBM PS2 uh, computers and however I obtained the disks and everything but uh, my installer was getting uh, kernel panics and uh, and I, I could never uh, actually install or anything. Uh, this was the last time when I tried, and it was just failing and failing. It was probably also my my inexperience with this, and uh, uh, probably I could have uh, googled some more around. But uh, these IBM PS2s are strange machines, and uh, in a good sense of the word. However, I spent some more time on uh, on it, and. Uh, and I did uh, came around uh, another solution I will share in a, in a second. But first, I want to tell you one difference between PCM and uh, 86 box. Uh, PCM doesn't handle uh, LPT uh, printing. On PCM, uh, you can add uh, an LPT port uh, device, but uh, these uh, these LPT connected. Uh, uh, I don't know if they were called sound cards or uh, some sound devices like this Roland and uh, Disney. Disney was it uh, probably this this uh, sound uh, card or sound devices. I don't know the proper word. I will put it in the in the show notes uh, in the updates. What's the proper name of those modules? So PCM handled those, but it doesn't do. Uh, printers through LPT. It neither does uh, LPT or uh, LPT port uh, redirection to perhaps to a file or to to let uh, another piece of software uh, catch it. And uh, actually, that's one thing which uh, sometimes I need from under this, uh, uh, let's say, for example, from this MS DOS applications to be able to to send uh, something to an LPT uh, port and uh, a compatible uh, application or the the emulation software itself to redirect it either into a file or to or to do what's needed to do to to that output uh, or raw data be implemented in a way so either with the help of an additional software or, or, or itself uh, to be able to obtain that uh, printout. And I was, uh, I was checking that in, uh, in 86 box, uh, indeed there is a LPT printer emulation. Uh, one of them is called the generic text printer and another one is called generic postscript compatible printer. Uh, 
and uh, I think I saw something about uh, dot matrix and something like that. I was spending pretty much a uh, good half of the afternoon today uh, trying to make it work with uh, there's a piece of software I let the, left the link uh, in the show notes called print fill. It's a paid software but you can uh, download it and uh, and try uh, before you buy it for 30 days and probably could even use it for more but the around 40 dollars it costs if i were able to make it work i know that it would be a great addition and uh, it would totally worth the money i was trying to make it work under under windows to try to uh, get some uh, uh, documents printing through lpt1 through 86 box and to be captured somehow uh, with print field this application under windows i was not um, successful but uh, it's again just me and uh, the need to to spend more time and probably uh, at some point i can update the, the show notes to to let you know how it uh, how it went on their website of printfield there is um, examples how to set it up and some videos and when you google printfield and for example uh, the print fill and uh, DOS application or something like that it brings up quite uh, a few results so I'm sure you can you can do that also I'm sure that under Linux and uh, BSD systems perhaps there are other kind of uh, applications or ways to to try to capture and uh, redirect uh, those LPT uh, or, or even COM ports uh, from 86 box, uh, even PCM if uh, if it would handle them, but PCM at the moment uh, doesn't. It would be awesome if PCM would uh, spend some effort on that and make it uh, um, a bit easier because it uh, it is great to use these old text editors or or, or, or spreadsheet apps or whatever uh, in, for example, DOS or OS2 or wherever and to be able to print on uh, LPT port uh, because not uh, everything or uh, from everywhere you can print on a network uh, printer of course so the main difference between PCM and 86 box that 86 box uh, does handle uh, some LPT uh, printer emulations uh, compared to uh, PCM and regarding that AIX.1.3 that, uh, I will comment uh, another alternative solution I, I found uh, with some with some googling the next uh, batch of applications are kind of like uh, um, we can call them DOS emulators there are a, a bunch with uh, some of uh, some are uh, forks of uh, already existing ones like there is one called the DOSBox and there are forks of it like DOSBox SVN Daum and DOSBox Megabuild uh, then there are some other ones like TameDOS and uh, VDOS and VDOS Plus uh, because sometimes all you need is just a DOS prompt uh, a proper DOS prompt uh, to run some applications with networking and uh, options to mount folders from your local machine and you just don't want to spend time emulating the whole computer around those uh, chosen operating systems you want to uh, run SCTs the case with 86 box and PCM you just want uh, an easier or a simple solution a quicker solution not to 
hassle with uh, trying to emulate uh, the whole computer like uh, 286 or 386 for example and a little bit the situation is a bit similar in 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 amongst these uh, applications like the ones we discussed in uh, 86 and PCM so for those LPT1 discussions we just had uh, a bit above the situation is similar to to PCM at 86 box some of the, some of these those box variants uh, vdos plus uh, if i remember correctly does LPT1 redirection to file or to an app uh, like print fill in Windows, to say as an example, the one I was uh, trying to 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 work with 86 box in the previous example uh, handles the things as well. So perhaps if it's a, it's a must in your workflow, the LPT one, then uh, Windows Plus, uh, if I remember correctly, is a good fit, uh, or perhaps it's a better fit uh, for you than going. Uh, uh, with this whole uh, system emulation of 86 box or PCM uh, because um, if you if you just need a, a piece of software uh, that just that one concrete piece of software then uh, perhaps before you you dive into 86 box and uh, PCM uh, maybe you grab videos plus if you need printing or if you're not then just grab those box and uh, copy those files for your application uh, ex extract them from the floppy images put it in a folder on your computer uh, share it to to those box in this example and uh, and uh, so to say install it or, or run it in those box and see how it works and maybe uh, as much as I tried, uh, I have to say that most of the apps I tried under these uh, variants of DOSBox worked uh, with great success and, and joy. So it was very quick uh, to be up and running and uh, and to use uh, some of those old uh, favorite DOS applications. I didn't have to worry about uh, ROM files. I didn't have to uh, make sure that uh, the configuration and uh, the BIOS itself, like in uh, in 86 box and PCM, you have to get into the BIOS, make sure that your settings are correct. You have to make sure that the other CMOS settings like the memory and the time and everything is okay and format the, the hard drive and everything. Uh, you don't have to worry about any of those in uh, applications like DOSBox and VDOS Plus. You just um, put the application there, make sure you can access it from DOSBox and uh, there you go. It's very, 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 very quick. And uh, in, uh, in a sense, it has somehow uh, a better integration uh, or, or, or interchanging certain things uh, with the uh, with the with the host operating system so in in the case if you run uh, on windows operating system dosbox or or windows plus or under um, like linux or bsd it uh, interacts uh, and the chance to 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 get uh, files and uh, and like i mentioned the lpt uh, printouts uh, from these applications it's a, it seems a bit uh, easier than with this whole system whole pc low level uh, emulations like 86 box and uh, pcm where it's not um, not just not just perfect just yet and uh, 
as you see, there are still uh, a lot of companies out there using legacy uh, applications and uh, hence why the demand for legacy hardware and operating systems and architectures uh, as well as their cost-effective emulation as an alternative uh, as you will see further along in this episode uh, where and whenever possible are in demand. Uh, some companies just cannot move away from legacy hardware uh, software or, or architectures uh, many times because of uh, cost involved or because uh, it would be a mammoth undertaking of a project resulting even more costs or sometimes the, the good old rule of it is uh, if it is not broken do not fix it and I, I completely agree with, uh, with that statement. After uh, this uh, DOS box, uh, DOS box kind of um, like these DOS emulators uh, so to say, pretty and quick um, DOS emulators uh, I would like to talk about uh, QMU and I already see uh, I'm just gonna say right now that uh, there is no way I'm gonna fit all this into into one episode it's just gonna be impossible we have around uh, 8 uh, minutes 50 left so there is definitely gonna be a part 2 and let's hope there is not gonna be a part 3 uh, the show notes is long and I was afraid it's not going to be long enough for an episode. Uh, QMU uh, can emulate a plethora of architectures and uh, you can run a lot of different operating systems. Uh, it's true, some runs so slow, probably you will never want to run it again. I definitely had the success and the pain following a step-by-step -step to install uh, HPUX 32-bit uh, Unix under QMU on an emulated um, Parisk uh, 32-bit CPU where just the text only install took more than 4 hours and it's not a lie. Uh, the system does boot after and works but very 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 painfully slow. Uh, good thing is that QMU is um, getting better uh, each time so there is always a promise that things uh, get better there. Also for example I have uh, AIX72 uh, uh, Unix uh, Installing and booting fine under QMU, uh, emulating a power architecture. I uh, I have to use a specific QMU build, which is quite an older one than the than the current one in their in their in their build. And also this AIX72 uh, ISO, uh, which I I have to use or you you have to use if you if you want to try this, has to be a specially prepped uh, one where the required QMU drivers are injected into this ISO uh, otherwise uh, what would happen that um, you get kernel panic when you try to boot this thing uh, if I remember correctly it's the network and uh, the disk drivers which are getting injected into the ISO to make it um, prepared so to say for uh, running under QMU and uh, if you have it all then that baked Installer ISO will both install and can power up afterwards uh, with relatively correct uh, normal speed, I would say. The installation took about like 20 minutes and uh, after a boot up around, uh, let's say, 5 minutes. Uh, networking works. You can set up networking. You can uh, connect uh, out and you can connect back uh, inside from out. You can SSH into your AI Xbox, for example. Uh, and it's uh, relatively easy to set up. I left uh, in the links the the original uh, tutorial I was following of 
of a block called astrobaby.wordpress.com. And uh, man, many of those tutorials uh, I mentioned uh, or, or systems I mentioned uh, came from there. Even better examples can be uh, older SunOS operating systems. Some of them can be a bit uh, sluggish in performance, um, but definitely worth uh, trying out and uh, playing with unless you have the real Sun hardware because that would be uh, that would be the best to be honest. All the above, uh, AIX, HPUX and SunOS uh, steps by steps for QMU. As I said, you can find uh, on the mentioned links, uh, part of the show notes, and uh, they they all come from uh, AstroBaby's uh, WordPress uh, blog, where he shared uh, how he did uh, how he did uh, these these installations of these operating systems. And honestly, there is always something interesting to read there each time I visit uh, his blog. And. Uh, now the next section uh, I will uh, uh, briefly mention because uh, we, we are running out of time slowly is uh, the ones when uh, for example you want to emulate uh, those old uh, Macintosh uh, hardware those Motorola 68k uh, hardware uh, one of their uh, main contestant uh, in, in software front to use when you want to do something like this is like Basilisk 2 which is uh, as I just said uh, an open source 68k Macintosh emulator uh, that is it allows you to run 68k macOS software on your computer even if you are using a different operating system however you still need a copy of uh, macOS and the Macintosh uh, ROM image to use Basilisk 2 uh, and Google definitely can help you find all the necessary uh, files and uh, ROM images. It emulates either a Mac Classic, which runs uh, macOS uh, 0.x up to 7.5, or a Mac 2 series machine, which run, runs macOS 7.x, 8.0, and 8.1, uh, depending on the ROM being used. I left a big uh, good amount of links to tutorials and videos how to set up and configure Basilisk 2. Um, most of these tutorials are either for Windows or for Mac OS uh, but uh, you can still get still can get uh, hints and important gotchas even if you are under a different system like Linux and BSDs because uh, most probably it's just uh, differ in the in the way to achieve that same thing uh, which is explained uh, how they do it in the example under Windows or Mac OS operating system. So uh, I think with a bit of uh, thinking and googling and uh, and uh, trying you can it can help uh, even though it's not under the same operating system it can help you find uh, the key points to to concentrate on to to how to achieve uh, like for example networking in Basilisk 2 uh, through your uh, host machine. It came in handy for me as I prepared the separate Windows 7 uh, virtual machine under VirtualBox to try out um, Basilisk 2 and Shipshaver which is another um, Mac, uh, Mac, uh, Macintosh emulator. Uh, I was trying it on the FreeBSD laptop I recently set up uh, and I spoke about the previous episode, the Lenovo X220. 
Shipshaver uh, is another uh, one uh, which is uh, is a pun on uh, on a previous software which was called Shapeshifter which was a 68k Mac emulator for Amiga OS uh, and obsoleted by Basilisk 2. Shipshaver originally appeared for BOS in 1998 as a commercial application first as Sharver, then we had a now long defunct B depot. Uh, due to the demise of B, it has been re-released in 2002 as open source software, uh, software under the GPL. And uh, sometimes tutorials which explains Basilisk 2 can be uh, most of the time uh, used for Shipshaver as well or vice versa as Basilisk 2 uh, was building on the on the the, the way how Shapeshaver was doing so Basilisk 2 made Shapeshaver obsolete so many of the how to's and how to do certain things can be can be used uh, uh, for Shapeshaver as well and you saw that uh, both of these were uh, Motorola 68k emulators and as the time is up uh, next Saturday in part 2 of this um, emulation uh, part or emulation episode I will continue from here from the Mac section uh, with one for uh, another one for 68k and uh, and one for uh, power PC and then we continue on from there uh, a bit more. Thank you very much for listening and see you next Saturday.